0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. My name is Aaliyah, and yes, I am going to be your host today. Kind of changing the chairs around a little. Today we have a bunch of folks. I have Mr. Michael Doey's.
1: I'm actually in the same chair, but just a different role today. Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> Mr. Jason Earls.
2: Hello, and I have to ask, was that an office chair joke? A different role. Oh, oh. Wheels on the chair.
0: Oh, my. (laughs) Get off the show. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Jeff Bishop.
3: Hello, everyone.
0: Mr. Scott Van Gorp.
3: Hello,
4: everyone.
0: Miss Chelsea Page. Hello, everyone. Miss Megan Hargrave. Good day, everybody. And Miss Sarah Lanier. Hi, everyone. I think I got everybody. Did I? Did I? Did I do it?
2: I believe you did. Yeah, I think so. Yay! Yeah. Yep.
0: All right, today we're gonna have a v- very different topic from what we normally talk about after our break today. To get started, I want to talk about some news, and that first bit of news is that Twitterific for iOS has been updated to version six with a lot of accessibility improvements and general feature improvements as well. Um, it seems that you'll now be pestered with ads in the in the app. If you were a Twitterific Five user and you and you'd paid for it, it won't do that for six months. But you will have ads in the app, and then an option to purchase. So uh, lots of different lots of different things coming. Um, what is the purchase what is option? What is... is a
3: subscription, by the way. It is. It's ninety nine uh, cents a month. They do have a thirty dollar option that you can purchase for a one time fee. So if you want to do that, you can do that as well.
0: That's not. Oh, I thought that was a subscription a too. I must have
3: misread the article. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's
0: not bad. That's as much it is as as it is on the Mac, so not a big deal.
3: I really like two features that are in Twitterific Six, specifically related to voiceover. Uh, the first one is Magic Tap now brings you right into the compose screen. So you can compose a tweet. That's really neat. And then the one I, yeah, the one I really like is now when you see media attached to a Twitter post, you'll be able to know exactly what type of media it is. If it's a video, if it's audio, you know, that's really nice before to just try to open it and figure out. So it could have been an image. It just could have been anything. So that's really nice.
0: Yeah. And, and also one of the new features that they do have is autoplay of videos in the timeline. But for right now and the default setting is that those videos play without audio. So for those of us who don't really wanna be bombarded with audio stuff and who only wanna listen to audio if we say so, that is definitely a bonus.
2: I understand where why, you know, we are moving towards a subscription model. I get it, but I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. Like I, I understand either. but
0: Hey, hey, maybe and they'll also... make maybe they'll make enough money so that they can get those nice shiny APIs for us and you
3: know. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, you've but guys, <laughs> developers got to be able to put I food know. on the table. I know. I, well, yeah, I know. No, that's I why was saying, just, I, I was saying. I get just... why
2: we move to subscriptions. It makes sense. You know, developers are going to make money. You could pay the but... $30 and be done with it. I mean,
1: I'm actually considering you'll save doing six that. bucks. I'm, I'm considering oh, doing it's that. It's kind of $35 if you've
2: already bought Twitterific 5.
1: Well, yeah, but that was a long time ago. I'm considering actually making the purchase just to support the developers because they make really good stuff. They
0: do.
3: Well, see, that's the thing, right? I, I will go out of my way to purchase an app, even if you know, it's one I may not use very often. If a developer has gone out of their way to make sure they've made it accessible, and not just that they've made you know buttons labeled and all of that, but they've really put forth an effort. And Twitterific has been stellar at really making sure that their apps have been accessible.
2: Yeah, and that's fair. And I wonder if some of these features are going to end up making it to the Mac app through Project Catalyst. I wonder if they're going to end up doing that or if they're they're going to keep the Mac app separate.
0: Yeah,
5: that'd be interesting. And on top of that, how will that affect a subscription? If they don't keep it separate, will you end up paying two subscription fees or will you just pay the one fee?
0: Well, right now, the Mac is a one-time
1: purchase.
3: Yeah, my guess it will be uh, both apps will work across platform.
0: Yeah, Yeah, your
1: Apple ID will manage both Mac app and the iOS app if they go that way.
0: Yeah, but interestingly, in-app purchases won't work between family members if you have family sharing, so that's a bit unfortunate. I was wondering about that to
6: see if that would work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Sarah, you had something that you wanted to bring up.
5: Yeah, I did. There was a news story from Fox News about a woman in North Carolina who was concerned about her daughter. She had not returned home as expected. And so mom used a GPS tracking app that she had installed on her phone that her daughter also had. The article did not mention what specific app this was mom was able to track her daughter and get help for her because she found her pinned under her car. Um, It was a mountainous area and the article didn't detail exactly what happened, but the focus of the article was how the GPS actually helped mom find her and get her the help that she needed. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up and, and talk about it is, you know, we've talked before about different safety issues and things of that nature with like Uber and that sort of stuff and um, I know for myself there are several times that Find My Friends has been really helpful for me because my friends have been able to tell where I was and better give me directions to get me out of a jam. So um, I think GPS trackers and, and having a GPS tracking app on your phone and knowing some people that have access to that and that you share that information with are are very important security measures for us all to take.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even think this is just a blindness thing. It with the, no. with the introduction of all the technologies that we use today and with ride-sharing apps and with so many other what they call gig economy apps, which are kind of shared apps, you're dealing with folks that may or may not have been well-vetted. And so it's kind of important to have somebody else know where you are and and what you're up to and so if if you don't check in as expected if you've taken that uber or that lyft then they will be able to take a look at an app and see where you are also those kind those um share trip status buttons in the in the lyft and uber apps are very useful if you don't want to have somebody constantly having your ac- location, uh, access for you. And one of the things that some people might not know about is if you use iMessage, there is an option to temporarily share your location with somebody. Now it's a bit of a battery drain, um, because location services working in the background, drain your battery just a bit, but it is useful to have access to. What's everybody else think about this? Scott and I we
6: both well we, we've used the find my friends app but then something that we use a lot and then even I actually told my mom about it she created a family circle so now it's like her and my aunt and a few other family members that are in the circle but it's called live 360 and so now haven't used it as much lately because they have some voiceover bugs that they need to fix but it will do things like um, say okay that person needs to plug in their phone they've only got 10% battery remaining that sort of thing but it's a good app because like you can actually look at it and say oh that person is near I don't know Beachwood restaurant or and you know so it's like it's really a good app,
0: yeah. And there there are lots of different apps like this that work cross-platform. That don't just have to be iOS, mm-hmm. and so and and even some uh, that will work in a browser. So it's it's very very key, I think. You know, moving around and and doing things that you're able to communicate with somebody where where you are, in case something does happen, Elliot. Yeah.
5: I also want to point out that with the, the sharing your location, you can drop a map pin. So say, for example, you are at a friend's house and you need someone to come and pick you up. You can text them and say, hey, I, I need you to come get me. This is where I am. And you then you can go to share my location and send your current location, yes, which will just can. drop a map pin right there so that your friends... Uh, or whoever you sent the text message to can um, easily locate you through Apple Maps or Google Maps or whatever they use.
0: Right, and it, it's super, super convenient. I think at least Apple has done a really nice job of implementing. I'm not as familiar with tools for Android, but I know that they do exist.
1: And I believe each yeah. pl- Android platform have their own tools, like Samsung has their you know, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they have their own tools. Google probably has their own, and there's a plethora of tools in the Google Play Store.
3: Michael, doesn't the Google Trusted Contacts app also do this as well? And it's cross-platform, so it works on iOS as well as Android.
1: I have not played with that. It's called Google Trusted
3: Contacts? Yeah, it's called Trusted Contacts.
1: I'm going to look into that. I have not used that, and I really want to check that out now.
0: Yeah, it's definitely definitely interesting. Anybody else have any thoughts on this?
2: So it's really interesting because you have a lot of stories, you know, Google and Apple doing funny things with your GPS data in the background. And, you know, it's 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 nice to see stories that center on how useful GPS data can be, you know, whether it's like this story, you know... Uh, The the woman's daughter being trapped under the uh, pinned under the car and Carolina or if it's, you know, Apple watch GPS data or something being able to help save somebody's life or, you know, it's it's just it's it's nice to hear the good aspects of having GPS trackers in our pocket, essentially, or on our arm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, you know, as, as bad as these devices can be in these companies, it just, it goes to show that if you pick a company you trust with your data, the power of that data is immense. Megan,
7: did you have any thoughts on this? Not really. I just find it really interesting that it actually gave her that precise location.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of amazing how close you can get. I was just going
2: to say even if it wasn't right on top of the car, I mean, at least obviously it got her close enough to see the car and to check around the car and under the car, so.
5: Yeah. And the article some didn't GPSes mention don't. I'm sorry, Megan. The the um, article didn't mention exactly how close she was, but it did say that she saw tire tracks and then she saw the car. And she said the GPS got her close enough to see the tire tracks. I know that accuracy has come a long way, even since I started using GPS for navigation in the early 2000s.
1: Well, you know, the thing to remember about GPS is, you know, the term GPS these days is more of a a generalization. We say iPod for MP3 player, Coca-Cola for soda, or different things like that to represent a type of thing. And so, it's not all GPS. You have your GPS signal. You have your signal bouncing off your cell towers. You have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth now to triangulate locations. So that's the one thing that's so nice about these tracking devices is we have more than just GPS to give us a good signal on, on getting a fix on people.
2: Yeah, and I believe that's actually referred to as assisted GPS, if I remember correctly, right?
1: I believe so.
2: What I think is it, amazing is we've gone from GPS devices that you have to have in a backpack to GPS devices that you can hold in your hand and take a selfie with.
0: We have another story, and I think it might make Michael cry. You know, that big, shiny, nice new MacBook Pro that's sitting out in the living room, according to the rumor mills, might be so last year, this fall.
1: You mean last six months? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I so was say, last
0: yeah, I half last year. a year.
2: So early 2019.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um there are um rumored MacBooks coming, more of them, which is interesting because uh the 13 inch MacBook Pro didn't get updated very much this time around. It was the 15 inches that got the big push in processor power and things like that. So I'm wondering if we're not gonna see some of that in the 13 inches. Um would be amazing if we saw a complete keyboard revamp. I'm still hoping a girl can dream, but uh w- Apple just may dash your dreams. shush, I am clinging on <laughs> no, to my they may... t- i am I am clinging on to my twenty fifteen MacBook pro for dear life until it dies.
2: Well no no they're not gonna dash your dreams they're gonna dash zero equals one two three four five six seven eight nine a b C because all your other keys are gonna be sticking. That's what they're gonna do to your dreams.
0: Wow, wow! It's <laughs> it's very
2: interesting, nonetheless. Because what is it like? Seven Macs are rumored to be announced seven. later this year.
0: Yeah, that's more than just so, the thirteen inches getting boosts.
2: Yeah, so I wonder if that means we're gonna see new iMacs, new thirteen inch Pros.
0: No, I thought we were talking uh, about new just MacBooks or not that's not just seven that's not iMacs. Sorry, MacBooks.
2: I meant, I meant um maybe a new yeah, a Mac bump
0: MacBooks. to the Air, maybe.
1: Yeah. See, Maybe. I'm betting that we're gonna Possibly. see new upgrades to the original MacBook line, you know, just called the MacBook. I'm betting we're gonna see upgrades to the MacBook Air and upgrades to the thirteen inch variant. I don't see them putting out an update for in just three months on the fifteen. I don't see it. It it doesn't make sense. Like, why not wait three months? You know? Yeah. 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 And I
2: don't know that the thirteen inch MacBook Air is just I, I, I don't want to be a party pooper, but I don't think we're going to see 8-core CPUs in a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Sorry, I, I know I said Air before, but I meant Pro. I would love it, and I will be very glad to be wrong.
0: And now that we've taken a dive into the latest news from this week, including a visit to the rumor mill, which we normally don't do, but...
1: Oh, we, we do occasionally.
0: Well, occasionally. Uh, we, do, we do not put much stock in them. Of course, nobody knows what Apple's going to do until Apple does it.
1: So, oh, just like this rumor that they were going to get rid of 3D touch and that's we don't know. We're we seeing, I believe Apple made a statement that they are not getting rid of 3D touch. I forgot yeah, about that. It
0: would be interesting to find an article about that uh, because
1: yeah, it it,
0: it's still around in the beta.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe uh, Craig Federici said that uh, they are, that it is not going away. So we'll have an article about that in the show notes.
2: Yeah. I wonder if what they're going to do, though, is redesign it, like, you know, mm-hmm. with, using different components or something to achieve the same effect, because I don't want 3D Touch to go away. It's no, too useful. No, I love useful. my 3D Touch.
0: Yeah, it can't go away. No, it's not allowed. So says the dog.
2: <laughs> right? iAccessibility has spoken, <laughs> Apple. Hear us.
1: <laughs> Even guide dogs Even my dog
0: said that it can't go away.
1: Who has been in YouTube videos by the way, folks. She so has. if you go to our YouTube page, you could see Whitley being yep. cute.
0: All right. So now that uh we've covered all the news for this week, I wanna take a moment to talk about iAccessibility's training program. And we have a group of wonderful trainers who can teach you all about many different areas of technology involving your iOS devices, iPads, Macs, Windows PCs, blindness-specific devices like Notetakers and Victor Readers and things like that, and many other things, including application development and web design. We offer many, many services through our training program and only charge $18 an hour for them, so very competitive rates. We would love it if you would check out all of the services we have to offer at iAccessibility.net slash training.
1: And the first hour is free.
0: Yes, indeed. With your purchase of any bundle of training hours, your first hour is free. We'd like to provide a brief introduction to the section we're about to cover. On this episode, we talked about different myths regarding Ira, And when we recorded this episode, we had a few questions that we wanted to have answered. But instead of waiting to record the show... We just went ahead and recorded the section. And since we had all of our crew there, it was a great success. You're going to hear some things that we're not quite sure about. We will provide answers to those questions at the end of the show, along with some other clarifications that we have received. All right, so now on to the real meat of the show, that is, we're going to be talking in a few episodes throughout the next little bit about Ira and the different things that it can do for you as a blind person. So, um I'm going to start off with a brief description for those of you who didn't listen to our last show about Ira, which has been a while back. We did a very in-depth um coverage of the service, but we're going to step back and just go to the basics of Ira, what it is and what it isn't and kind of do some Ira myth busting as it were. Um, you know, Jason, I know you like explosions, but I don't think that's going to happen today.
2: But I wanted to be Adam.
0: Ah, I'm sorry.
2: <gasps> <laughs> I love MythBusters. Just saying.
0: Blow that up on your own time.
2: But that's what we do if we're MythBusters. I mean, come on now. It, it, you blow stuff up on your own t- on, on on your on your Mythbusting time.
0: Yeah, I suppose you know since you're the editor, you make cars or something, fly. If you want to insert an explosion sound, I guess, I guess. Anyway, um,
1: <laughs> let's not.
0: No.
6: (laughs) Don't tempt him like
1: that.
6: (laughs) (laughs) We are blowing something up. We're blowing the misconceptions away. We're blowing
0: the myths away. I guess. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I guess it works. Yeah. See, everybody's happy. Jason gets his explosions and we can move on. To give people an idea who aren't familiar, Ira is a service that pairs blind people with specially trained agents through a camera on a smartphone or through a set of glasses. And those agents are able to describe what is around the blind person. The agents can help with basic everyday tasks such as navigating new places, identifying different food items, um, even helping out at the gym. I've used uh, Ira for that as well. Really, the possibilities with Ira are limitless. If you think that it's only good for travel, it's it's not. It's Certainly goes well beyond that, like helping with inaccessible websites, helping with a bunch of other tasks. So, we have several explorers and a couple of non explorers on here on this podcast today. So, explorers, myself, Megan, Chelsea, Scott, and Jeff are all explorers. I want to spend some time talking to each of you about some of the unique things that you've used Ira for. So, Chelsea, what about you? I have used Ira for several different tasks.
6: One thing that comes to mind is clothes matching. Does this blue shirt match this, the blue that's in this multicolored skirt? Um, that sort of thing. Reading documents at work from confidential files to just advertisements that get put in your staff mailboxes to navigating to find somewhere, um, vending machines. Another thing that I also use Ira for is even things like if I'm in a meeting at work and they're, they're doing a presentation and it's a really important one and they didn't send it out in electronic format, then um, Ira has this really awesome feature where you can say, you can call with a text message and ask them to describe the, the slides to you. Another thing that I also use it for is dance recitals. My niece had a dance recital and I actually went live with it. So Scott was able to actually use my live code and watch the dance recital as well. And that was pretty neat. And so, and then I, I'm backtracking a little bit, but one thing about using Ira with work materials is they have a good confidentiality policy. So as opposed to other apps and you know other people, random people, you don't have to worry about confidential documents being shared with other people or any of that. So and Ira is a reasonable accommodation to request in the workplace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And briefly to talk about what Chelsea Mentioned with Ira Live, and you can actually share the audio of your Ira session um, either with a select group of people through a code or publicly with other explorers through the app. So it's a really neat way for people to kind of experience what you're doing at a given time. Scott, what about you? We haven't heard from you in a while. What what unique things have you used Ira for?
4: So, Ira has gotten me out of more than a couple of jams with my uh, work computer. Um, the way the system is set up, when you first log in, the screen reader is not present and so there have been a couple of times I've been locked out and they've helped me get back in there. Um, I use it a lot around the apartment complex when there are notices on the doors. Um, management post things on the outside doors or on the apartment doors a lot of times i don't want to wait around to get someone in here to read those i can very easily just point the camera at the notice and get the information read very very quickly so it's it's great for that actually had an interesting experience a couple of weeks ago when i was requesting a lift it happened to be the second Lift trip that I had taken with my new seeing eye dog and the driver was, well, we'll just say less than professional. And there was video to back up everything that I turned in to Lyft and to the uh, National Federation of the Blind's uh, rideshare report form. It can be used to, to document something like that. That would probably be some of the most recent stuff that I've been using it for.
0: And Jeff, what about you?
3: I've used Ira for all kinds of things. Travel, I think, has been the most just amazing experience with Ira for me. I've been in a lot of different hotels and airports and things, and just being able to independently move around in them and not have to worry about, you know, getting someone to assist me to get from gate to gate and all that has just been uh, amazing. I've used Ira for reading things, Um, I've used Ira for checking on. well,, even pills that have may have fallen on the floor, that was a little fun to find, but uh yeah they've they've been able to do that too, so uh i I've used it for all kinds of things, and it's it's been a lifesaver. yeah, I love it.
0: Awesome, Megan, what about you? So,
7: like everybody else, I've used IRA for a lot of things, primarily travel for me personally, mostly for when I've been in a situation where I don't know where something is or I'm looking for some place. But and my GPS says I'm close but I can't seem to find it and people are not helpful on the streets but I also use it for you know different things at work like determining whether the document is facing the right direction or whatever I have used it to color identify my shirts because they are different colors like everybody else's shirts
0: Uh... (laughs) I thought you wore all one color Megan
7: No, I don't, actually. I <laughs> Also used it for when my technology isn't working. Lots of other things. So it's a very handy thing to have
0: around. I think it's good. All right, let's get to the myth busting and make Jason happy. So the first myth that a lot of people talk about when they talk about Ira is that it's too expensive. And from the outset, yes, it could look that way because you're paying a price per month for a certain number of minutes. And that price starts at $29 for 30 minutes, $99 for 120 minutes, and $199 for 300 minutes. Now, each of those plans has its own perks, but all of them offer some consistent things that could make Ira very, very inexpensive. There's even a guest plan, which takes advantage of all of the of most of the free offers that I'm about to talk about, the first of these is Ira site access locations. And these are locations where your use of Ira does not count against your minutes. These can be locations like, for example, Walgreens. Um, all of the Walgreens locations in the U.S. are site access points, uh, so you can go in and uh, use Ira for free at those locations. Also, many airports. Are site access points. The consumer conventions this summer, ACB and NFB, are going to be site access locations as well. So you can really get a lot of use out of IRA in those locations. So it's really cool. One of the other things that make IRA very inexpensive is the different offers that are out there. For example, you can get assistance if your jaws has frozen up on a certain place on your computer where it would normally work you can get ira to help you get out of that because sometimes it can be difficult to restart jaws and and get it working again so ira will help you with with that um, through a partnership with vespero another one is their small business offer so entrepreneurs who are Starting their own businesses can use iRA for business related tasks at no cost. Recently, iRA just partnered with Boston Transit so that the entirety of the MBTA is a site access location. So places even that aren't big airports or, you know, crazy complicated things can be site access points too. Anybody heard of any other big ones that I'm missing? AT&T? Well, that's right, the AT&T stores are site access points as well.
2: Yeah, I was going to say convention, but you had already covered convention, so...
0: Um, even the guest account has access to most of these features. I believe the small business offer is not available to the guest accounts. And I'm I'm not entirely sure. There has been some talk about whether or not the JAWS offer is available to the the guest accounts as well. But all of the site access points... Definitely are, and if, for example, you have IRA as a, as a as an accommodation for your work, you don't, um, you know, you you would have a work profile that you could then use to use utilize IRA without using your own personal minutes.
1: Aaliyah, you may have touched on this, but you mentioned the small business offering, but isn't there a program that they offer for job seekers?
0: Uh, yes, the IRA employment Yes, there program. is. Yeah, that's a big one. Good point, Michael. Um, if, if you are doing tasks related to finding a job, that means writing a resume or traveling to a job interview or different things like that, that can be covered under a program as well. So many, many ways to make IRA even more inexpensive to you.
6: And that, the employment program has been a lifesaver. I've used it several times. And just the other day, for instance, um, talking about the site access, just doing things like needing a gallon of milk. Well, we go to Walgreens. I told, you know, I was with family, and I'm like, I know your knee's hurting, so just stay in the car. I'll run in and grab it. And Walgreens is a site access location. So
0: just use that, and there we go. Yeah, it's really awesome. And for mm-hmm. some um for some students also there is a program which uh it's called the IRA back to school program, where you can apply to receive free IRA throughout the school year. So incredibly useful for students like me who are on a budget and really just can't afford any of the other plans. And so it's really, really neat. Um, I I have been a back-to-school recipient, and uh, one of our other frequent contributors, Lauren Bishop, has as well. So many, many ways to make Ira much less cost prohibitive for you as a user. With all of these methods, you could buy a smaller plan than you might otherwise need to.
1: For me, I was an explorer, and I actually left the service because of the expense. But now that they have the $30 plan, I have been and still am looking into. Because if I go to Walgreens, which is already free, but if I go to another store and I want to look for something, the one thing that I enjoyed was, you know, I went to Walgreens to look for soap and I knew where generally it was because I've picked it up before. But all I had to do is point my phone at it and say, okay, which one is the one I'm looking for, and tell them. And they're like, move your hand to the left, move your hand to the left, there you go. It's that simple. You know, two to three minutes. And it's if that's all you easy. need as a low vision user, or somebody that doesn't use Ira often, it's great. It, it will save you so much time. And when you're on a busy schedule, time is important. That's why I'm considering it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you can go on the website today ira.io and create a free account so that when you go to a walgreens and you want to have the experience of using ira you can also there is a 7-day uh, free trial as well that you can use um i believe it's up to 30 minutes in that 7 days to to try ira for free so really really cool opportunities the second myth i want to talk about Related to Ira, is that a lot of people think that those who use Ira are too dependent on it and their skills aren't what they could be. And for me, I've been through an NFP training center. I like to think that I'm very independent, I like to think that I'm very capable with my skills. I want to state that never at any point. Has Ira itself been the cause of me losing any of my skills or not depending on them? Ira is meant to be a supplement to the information you can already gain. And in fact, if you are outside of your normal living area and do not have your mobility aid, they will not assist you because it's just too dangerous. There can be brief lags in the video feed that mean that the What the agent is seeing is not quite in sync with your footsteps, so they may not be able to communicate about an obstacle that you should be able to find with your cane quickly enough for you to to go around it without it. Ira is not liable for your skills. You still must know how to cross a street. You still must know how to use... Your chosen mobility tool. IRA is just a supplement. Now, of course, there are ways that a service can be misused, but when used properly, IRA is a supplement to your information that you can already collect.
1: Essentially, IRA is a tool. I mean, it, it involves real people, but IRA is a tool. Your cane is a tool. But <laughs> Your cane is a tool that's essential. IRA is a supplement that can enhance what you're doing. But again, just like everything else, they're tools. You don't rely on one tool more than the other to get the job done.
0: Right. I could beat somebody over the head with my cane and be misusing it. You know, just like you could you could misuse the information that IRA provides. But the important thing is using these tools properly with each other.
6: An example that I would give for that is um, during, well, even to this day, if I'm walking in an unfamiliar area. So yes, I went to, as Aaliyah did, I went to an NFB training center and like to think of myself as a very independent person. But I also have cerebral palsy. So with that, I'm always trying to find, okay, where's the ramp? Where's, you know, or okay, if I'm gonna go this way, you know how you is there lots and lots of steps without handrails. So that's that's where Ira has really came in handy um, as far as travel goes. And even last year at convention, broke ankle.
0: Yeah, trying to dodge a bunch of people. Yeah, absolutely. There are many, many ways, infinite ways that Ira can be used to help each person individually. I want to get perspectives from other people. I've talked about a couple of things, and I know that Jason, you, and Sarah and Michael probably have some other myths and or misconceptions that you have heard about Ira, and it would be interesting to get other explorers' thoughts on these.
2: So, one of the myths that I've heard is that Ira is only for big adventure types of things. If you aren't a big adventure type of person, Ira is not necessarily going to work for you. And I think, you know, we had already sort of started debunking this myth when we were talking about, you know, using Ira at, say, Walgreens, for instance. Chelsea, with your, uh, using it for, um, reading some files and stuff for your work.
0: Does one of you want to take this one?
4: I'll take it. So I had an incident, or actually not an incident, but a a situation here recently where something as simple as finding out which medication I was going to give my dog, which one was which, there were two different ones I was going to use for a monthly preventative, and I didn't want to give the wrong dose of the wrong one. I could have used one of the other tools, Seeing AI, KNFB Reader, whatever. I wanted to make sure I got the information quickly, and efficiently and with as minimal time as it would take, and I knew that IRA would get it to me probably the fastest of you know most of the tools that i that I have, so I called up an agent on a Saturday morning. It's really nice that they're now twenty four seven because you can call them at five thirty six o'clock in the morning. Find out which medication you happen to have in your hand, and give it to the dog and move on
7: another thing I just want to say that we're talking about how a lot of blind people could become dependent on Ira, and I don't think it's a good idea that people become dependent on them but I think it's a very good tool to have in your toolbox like Scott just said if you want to do something quickly like you don't have time to fiddle around with seeing AI or a KNFB reader. Or whatever you can use Ira, and have it done more a little bit more efficiently. If that makes sense. So it's I think it's a really good tool to have in your toolbox.
1: Absolutely. I do have one direct question because I don't know how much you're able to use it. But Jeff, do you use Ira for work or uh, at home? We didn't really. I don't remember if you talked about how, your use case for Ira.
3: Yeah, I talked about it earlier in the podcast, but uh as far as work is concerned, Michael, I am not using Ira at work, at least in the buildings. And that's mainly due to, you know, privacy concerns and things that cannot be shared outside of what I do, do non-disclosures and things of that nature. There are some restrictions that that do not allow me to use Ira fully uh, you know, in in my workplace. But I can use it when I travel around the campus. So, for example, if I you know, I'm going to a different building or I, or, you know, something like that, or I'm going to say the cafeteria and it's really, really noisy, uh, because of my slight hearing loss, um, sometimes that can be a little challenging. So that's where I really can, you know, I reckon really help, uh, you, you know, navigate and, and, uh, actually be able to find things more, more efficiently.
4: Jeff brings up a fantastic point there. Uh, For those of us who do have a hearing loss, Ira has really been a game changer in a lot of ways when it comes to dealing with crowds or even at times dealing with uh, traffic just to make sure that we're judging our crossings correctly at, at intersections. It's nice to have that reassurance and that backup that, yes, you made the right judgment call.
3: Not to mention large hotels with really, really open venues and, and things like that, where they're very echoey. Sometimes that can be seriously challenging. So that right has Vegas. really helped. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to be okay there, but but of course, Ira will, will really help in Vegas. But I can think of you know like like the Hyatts and some of the Marriotts that have really giant open you know lobbies and. Really long hallways that you know or really long lobbies where you're going from one side of the hotel to the other to different you know parts of uh, towers and things of that nature, man oh man, especially when we were in San Diego, that was significantly challenging oh yeah, and IRA was pivotal to being able to get around there at least it was for me
0: all right, folks, um Jason or Sarah or Michael, are there any other things that you've heard so I've one heard.
1: Of the- Oh, go ahead, Sarah.
5: I was going to say, I've I've heard connection issues are a problem.
2: Yeah, so if I, like, the equipment isn't reliable, stuff like that I've heard.
0: Let's see. Chelsea or Megan or Jeff, you want to take this?
6: I haven't found that, honestly. There have been a few instances where I've had connection issues, but a lot of that I can say is either carrier related, so if you're trying to connect via your smartphone, that could be a carrier issue. I know in some businesses, schools, workplaces, the security settings on the Wi-Fi network will not let you connect unless you turn your Wi-Fi off. So, that's kind of the wi-fi bit on the phone and yes like all things i mean just like a facetime call drops occasionally you'll have an ira call drop but it really i haven't experienced that maybe someone else can elaborate on their experiences but me personally have not
3: well i can tell you since i got my horizon kit i have had less of this problem Absolutely. Um, before, Same here. Yeah. Before, uh-huh. it was a real problem. Uh, uh-huh. In the hotels, for example, in San Diego, that was almost impossible at times, uh, depending upon you know the time of day and, and how many people were, were using the network and things like that, where it would get really bogged down. You're dealing with lots of issues here. You're dealing with if you're on the Wi-Fi network of the hotel, you're not always getting the best performance out of the network. If you're if you're at a convention or you're in a big city and you have, you know, LTE, then that can get congested. It just depends. So you're really this is not really an IRA problem as much as it is a networking issue, either on Wi Fi or, or LTE. But I think that the horizon devices themselves have greatly Solve this problem at least for the most part. I will say that on occasion I've had a problem, but boy, I, I don't even think I can count on one hand how many times I've had a problem. Whereas you know, with the older glasses, boy, it was it was much more frequent.
2: Now I actually have a question. Speaking of equipment, maybe you guys know the answer to this, maybe not. But is there anything that you like? Say an iPhone user, you know, say uh, an an iPhone user wants to use Ira, they don't feel that they need the Um, or want the Horizon kit, are there any glasses that you can use with the iPhone that still work with, that will work with Ira? whether that's over Bluetooth or do we know of any such device? I know, you know, the Austria glasses were a thing. They Um, still
0: are. You will get them um, by default with the plan. So it's an extra $25 a month or a $600 outright purchase to buy the Horizon kit. And so by default if you purchase the the $99 plan you and the or the $199 plan you will get the Austria glasses along with a I MiFi actually, hotspot.
1: I actually didn't know that. You didn't.
0: <laughs> um yes, they will they yep, that's a thing. by default will will ship you the Austrias which pair with a MiFi device and will connect with your iPhone. Of and course that- and that
1: still is basically you're using your iPhone as the main uh device to start the call, right whereas with the horizon it is an independent device now you know the there are trade offs for both, and one of the things I like about the Austria glasses is is that they're completely independent, so you don't have a wire coming off of them, you don't have
3: yeah, no cable right yeah. So it's yes, no
7: cable it's yes. all,
1: it's all based on what works best for you, and the great thing is is that there are options you Absolutely. know if they, if they just had horizon eh, that would be you know, it it'd be okay, but at least there's options right
4: mhm- so I do think in price? the next
3: you know five years or so we're gonna see a major shift in technology, both from probably battery technology as well as camera technology and wireless technology where we get all of this integrated into a pair of glasses at least this is my hope and dream anyway where we have ira all contained in one device
0: that would be amazing oh that would
3: you know you (laughs) you throw a pair of glasses on (laughs) right and and you and you maybe you uh you tap the sides of the glasses on both sides twice or something to initiate a call or some crazy thing. Yeah,
0: that would be amazing. <laughs> and, that would be so
3: cool because oh, we already you know. have like, we already have you know eSIM technology, so we're 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 getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, but I think I think that the the problem is is that technology has to catch up, yeah, uh, to be able to, to to do this. And the big issue here is is battery life. Uh, there's a oh, lot yeah. of really sophisticated stuff happening here, and. You know they're going to need to figure out a way of of powering all of that more than you know, say a couple of hours, because really, you know, that's not enough. And, so you, you mentioned know, we, the oh, go ahead, you mentioned
5: the price point with the um, the Austria glasses being an extra twenty five dollars a month. So essentially, for that ninety nine dollar plan, and I'm just rounding up because it's easier to do the math that way. You'd be paying one hundred twenty five dollars a month. How does the Horizon kit? compare with that. Does it cost an additional
0: fee as well? So the Austria glasses come by default with with the plan. The horizon kit is what the extra cost is. There is not other than the twenty five dollars extra added onto your plan or the six hundred dollar outright purchase, there is not any other associated costs.
1: Basically the Austria glasses come with that plan. You don't have to pay extra for right. those. You're paying extra for the horizon kit.
5: Right. Okay, I think I misunderstood that originally.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, I do too, because it sounded like the Austria glasses were an extra 25 bucks a month. No,
0: the Horizon. No. The, there are also some significant differences between the Austria glasses and the Horizon kit. The Austria glasses are a pair of glasses with a camera on the right side. They have their own battery that must be charged, and they connect... To a MiFi device to get their connection. That MiFi device also must be charged. So, in total, there are three items that must be charged in order for you to use IRA. So, the Horizon Kit sacrifices a cable connecting the glasses to the phone that it comes with for your need to only charge one device. You can actually make an IRA call on the phone without using your iPhone's camera or battery so the device that connects to the glasses is a samsung smartphone that houses the IRA app and so your connection takes place exclusively on device also the big difference between the two is camera placement on the austria glasses your camera is located on the right side on the horizon glasses the camera is located over the ridge of your nose giving the agent a much, much wider field of view. So it causes you to need to rotate your head a lot less.
2: See, that sounds nice.
0: Yeah, it definitely is.
7: Mm-hmm. And the horizon glasses look more natural. They do. They They're look, they look much less like cause a... ...because the camera's so heavy. Yeah, yeah.
0: They look a little less uh, nerdy. Not to say that the Austria glasses look bad, but they look a little more like your Google Glass, or which I also used to offer. So they look a little more techy. Of course, with the cable running <laughs> down the side of your face, the horizon well, yeah. ones look a little techy too. But they look a bit, a bit better, a little bit more fashionable. You can also choose between the tint of your lenses with the horizon glasses, which is really nice. I have the no tint, but some people prefer a darker.
7: Hey, but if you have a hoodie on and, you know, it's raining outside and you have to have your hood up or a jacket or whatever, (laughs) you can't see the
0: cable. Yeah, that's true.
1: Ira is very customizable. It's very useful for a lot of different tasks. It doesn't matter if you're low vision or have no vision at all. It really doesn't matter. I mean, you know, one of the things that I'm sure a lot of people wonder why do I need IRA and, and instead of using seeing AI or KNFB Reader or Orcam or any of these other be my solutions. Eyes. Yeah, or Be My Eyes. And I I have worked with IRA. I was an explorer for a while. And I feel like that the professionalism and the training of the agents is just so much better and oh it, yeah. It's They are trying to be efficient and uh, mindful and very polite, but yet also giving you uh, the help you need. Just could somebody talk, because I've heard this before, but I'd like for somebody to talk about the agents, how, you know, what they go through and and things like that.
0: So the agents go through a lot of training in how to um, give information and how to direct you know, how to how to give directions without being overwhelming and how to describe a situation. They're very much trained and they have, Ira has very strict privacy policies and very strict policies regarding the information that they collect. And because you are sending them a video feed. Um, one of those policies, in fact, is if you're going into a public restroom, you must turn on privacy mode. So privacy mode turns off the camera and microphone so the agent cannot hear or see you. Um, because recording in a public restroom is illegal, <laughs> so that was one thing that that they had to develop a policy around.
5: And see, I could see a use case scenario for where you might need help in locating the soap and the paper towel dispensers.
0: Yes, but at the same time, Ira is not. I, a I mean, I get for... the, I get
5: why the policy's intact. In I understand that. I'm just saying I could see where someone would not think about that. If they didn't know ahead of time, right?
0: Definitely, it's not a replacement for your skills.
2: Um, if we could, let's talk about um getting support. Um, because naturally, with all this equipment, you're going to have problems. Um, well, let's hope you don't have problems. But computers being computers, problems can arise. I've heard that you know, Ira customer service isn't always the uh, best, and I must, I you know, I'm sure that's not true. What is it like, you know, if you do need support through Ira?
0: So there's a toll-free number that you can call, or there's an email address you can reach out to with an issue that you're having. Customer service representatives will get back to you as soon as possible with a solution. I recently had to call because my Horizon phone refused to update, and the support representative was able to guide me through dismissing a pop-up on the screen that caused my phone to refuse to finish up. It was very efficient support I got the, the first person I talked to was the person I stayed with the entire call, and he helped me through taking care of that problem.
1: You know, whenever I was an explorer, whenever I was on the, on using IRA, I had no issues with support, and I had to call them several times to make changes to my plan and do different things, and this was a when they you know a year or so ago, or last year. And I never had an issue. Uh, it was perfect. I, I did not have any real complaints for their IRIS support.
4: I would have to echo that. I've had a couple of times where I've had some uh, hardware issues with the Horizon phone, and we've been able to troubleshoot them on, on one call. I can't say enough good uh, about their, their support agents. They, they do a fine job. They, they know how to... If there's an issue with the firmware updates, they can get that taken care of. Uh, I had an incident here not too long ago where I had no speech on the Horizon phone. We hooked it up to my computer. They changed a couple of settings, and it was up and running within less than 10 minutes. Uh, I think that, that the support that they provide is you know the envy of, of a lot of companies. You know, I don't you know. No, just a quick yeah, aside. Yeah, they are
7: very efficient. Sorry, Mike.
4: I
1: don't know if they've changed this or not, but my only feature request, and I am I hope they do change this, and they said that they were looking into it, was to allow for changes of plans and, and debit cards from the website. I think that's the only thing that I wish they would, uh, you know, because whenever I was using it, you had any changes you made, you actually had to call support. And so do any of you guys know if that's been changed at all?
4: That's still a thing, Michael. Yeah, it's still on the roadmap. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's my only thing.
1: But at the same time, it is good because a lot of users that are not familiar with the web or how to navigate a website do have the ability to make changes from IRA support, and they do a really good job at that.
2: Well, if they do make these changes, you know, I can't see them um, discontinuing their phone support, Michael, for that very reason. I think it would be good to have both options. Um, And I was also wondering... You know, I've, 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 I've not used IRA before, but um, does that mean you also have to contact them to create an account, or is the actual account creation process something you can do in the app or on the website?
0: You can create an account by yourself. That's that's not an issue.
7: One thing I wish they had is the ability to make changes to your plan or whatever you need to do within the IRA app. Yeah, that,
1: that would, would be, be nice. pretty nice. That would be slick. It would. So, but otherwise, these what they offer is really nice. It's effective, and what I've noticed is, as soon as you call in, they know based on your phone number who you are. Yes, they do. And so that's very streamlined.
7: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And until of you're like me and call them of... from a different phone.
2: Hehe. <laughs> 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 going to break the system, right, Aaliyah?
0: I'm always but into finding you know, the bugs. I have... <laughs> I must break it. But I have
2: to say, like, right? But, you know, I have to say, um, you know, Aaliyah, I've heard some calls that you've had with agents before, and I've heard some calls that other people have had with agents before. Um, And I I really have to commend Ira on its call quality to its agents. I mean, they could have come up with some nasty U-Law or A-Law GSM sort of codec solution, but they didn't. It's it's very nice very clear the audio file in me would say it's probably like 22k or something like that but and you need that clarity especially in you know busy situations or hectic situations where you really need information quickly because the clearer your calls are the less you have to ask somebody to repeat themselves the quicker you can get information so that Absolutely. is you know something i was really surprised at pleasantly so
0: all right so we have been talking for quite a while about this. This has been a really nice show, guys, and because there are eight of us here, we are not going to do picks this week. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, I would encourage you, if you are interested in Ira, to head to Ira.io. That's A-I-R-A dot I-O. and check out all the information that's there. They have a YouTube channel, they have a Facebook page, a Twitter handle.
1: Guys, check out their YouTube channel if you are looking to be an explorer. Look at their YouTube video uh, channel, they really have some touching and just very amazing videos on their channel. I highly recommend you check them out because, I mean, I'm not an explorer currently and I still might become one, but I really commend them for, you know, they they've made some videos showing them helping out veterans and them getting to meet some of the agents. Um, that they got to work with, that was also a veteran, and that was just very touching, and just different things like that, just really blew me away. And so, if if you're looking into uh, joining Ira as an explorer, check out their YouTube channel. I think it'll make a lot of difference for you.
0: All right, we're going to interrupt the normal show flow again and provide clarifications from Ira regarding some of the programs that they offer. First of all, the small business and Vispero offers are open to subscribers as well as free account holders. Regarding the Vispero offer with JAWS and other products, you can call into Ira to get visual information as to why the product has stopped working. For example, if you have an application that should be working with JAWS or maybe an application has stopped responding and JAWS has stopped working as a result of that you could call Ira and get an information for why that vespero product is not working to help solve this problem agents can remote into the user's computer and try to figure out what's going on if they can't find an answer to that question they will forward the explorer on to vespero technical support the job seeker promotion is limited to explorers only so if you have a free account this does not to you during the show we mentioned that the Austria glasses were available with the standard and advanced plans this is actually not the case the plans uh, now offer the user the ability to use their phone and for an optional $25 per month extra fee or $600 one-time purchase the user can get the horizon kit from IRA All right, folks, once again, we're not doing picks this week, just way too many of us. So, with that being said, Scott, where can people find you online?
4: People can find me online. You can feel free to send me an email at scott at iaccessibility.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at Scott Van Gorp, and you can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Scott Heidi Van Gorp.
0: All right, and Chelsea, where can people find you? People
6: can find me by sending me an email at chelsea that's c-h-e-l-s-e-a at iaccessibility.net they can search for me on twitter at and no i haven't changed this page break 2018 (laughs) Um,
2: best twitter handle ever
6: (laughs) (laughs) Um, or they can simply search for me on facebook and that is chelsea c-h-e-l-s-e-a Page, P A G E. All right. And Is that Facebook
2: or Facebark?
0: Facebark.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, funnily enough, that wasn't Orcia, even Chelsea's dog. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. And uh, Jeff, where can people find you?
3: People can find me by emailing me at jeff.bishop at iaccessibility.net or you can follow me on Twitter by simply following Jeff Bishop, J E F F. B I S H O P.
0: (laughs) And Sarah.
5: People can email me at Sarah at Iaccessibility dot net or you can request to follow me at BioInstructor on Twitter. If you request, please send me a message because that is a protected account. All right. And Megan.
7: People can find me producing content for IAccessibility. You can email me at Megan, that is M E A G H A N at Iaccessibility.net. You can follow me on Twitter at Megan H13. Again, that is
0: M-E-A-G-H-A-N-H-13. And Jason.
2: All righty. Well, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Twitter at J-D-E, that is Juliet Delta Echo 91. You can also find me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. I do ask, however, that if you find me from social media to please let me know that you have found me from the IACast
1: Network.
0: All right. And last, but certainly not least, Michael.
1: Well, you'll you'll be last.
0: Well, I'm always last if I'm the host. Right.
1: But you're so, the last of the guests. That's true. So you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at MikeDoeys at iAccessibility.net. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter. And you can find me all over the web. Just search for Michael Doise.
0: And you can find me, Aaliyah Dudley, producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net. And you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowgirl199. And you're about to hear all the wonderful ways you can find iAccessibility. Please don't forget that if you want to contribute to our show during the show, or talk to us throughout the week, head to iAccessibility.net slash slack that's going to do it for this episode of the ia cast i want to thank everybody that was here this has been a great show i want to thank all of you for coming out sharing your perspectives and sitting with us through this show it has been a great one thanks so much for listening everyone
2: bye Bye. guys goodbye bye Bye, everyone
0: Bye. bye This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iAccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android. And keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website. And get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.
1: Copyright twenty nineteen, iAccessibility, accessibility LLC.